Monica. And I'm Esther. And we're the Fact Detectives. We love investigating cool facts about cool stuff. And we do this by speaking to the experts. Smart grown-ups who know all the cool facts about everything. Hey, Annika, have you ever wondered where light comes from? Um, the sun? That's right. Hi there, Fact Detectives. I'm May Lou from ScienceWorks, and I've been working on an exhibition about light. Hi, May. Tell us everything you know. Oh, I'll try. What's your first question? Fact one. What is light? Here on Earth, our main source of light comes from the sun, as Annika mentioned earlier. The sun is essential for life on Earth. It helps things grow, it gives us warmth, and it lets us see. The sun is a star, a ginormous ball of glowing gases, throwing out light and energy in all directions. This light is called electromagnetic energy, and it exists in two different forms at the same time. What do you mean? Scientists use a couple of ways to describe light and how it behaves. They sometimes describe light as particles or tiny packets of energy called photons. They also describe light as a wave, just like the waves in the ocean. Sunlight contains many light waves with long, medium and short wavelengths. Short wavelengths would be like small ripples in the ocean. And long wavelengths would be more like the big waves you would see surfers on. We call the light that we can see visible light. But this makes up less than 1% of the electromagnetic spectrum, which includes lots of other waves, like radio waves, microwaves, infrared light, ultraviolet light, X-rays, and gamma rays. Ultraviolet, or UV light, is a kind of electromagnetic radiation that can damage skin and make us get sunburnt. While humans can't see UV light, some animals, birds, fish, and insects can. For example, bees can see UV markings on flowers, which are invisible to us, but they can see these markings and they help the bees to find nectar. Sometimes UV lights are used at parties, and in a darkened room, everything white will glow purple, like your teeth, the whites of your eyes, or some white sneakers. If you happen to have sunscreen on your face, which blocks UV light, your face might look darker under the UV lights. Okay, so we've talked about the shape of light, visible light, and UV light. Now let's talk about how light travels. Did you know that light is the fastest traveller in the universe? Wow! Yeah, especially when there's nothing getting in its way. Light travels the fastest in the empty vacuum of space, up to a top speed of 300,000 kilometres per second. Can you imagine that? Basically, if you could travel at the speed of light, you would whiz around the whole Earth 7.5 times in only one second. That's so fast. It is. Light travels in straight lines as long as it's not going through something else. But we'll get to that shortly. Light can travel through gases like air, clear liquids like water in a swimming pool, and even through some objects like glass windows. If light passes through something, it's called transparent. Oh yeah! What are some things that light doesn't pass through? A wooden door. A brick wall. The roof of my house. 
Yeah, all those things are called opaque because the light can't pass through them. Some objects do allow some light to pass through, and these are called translucent. This could be a thin fabric curtain, sunglasses, or even a stained glass window. What about when you close your eyes, but you can still kind of see light? Well, if you look at a lamp with your eyes closed, you might see the colour red, because just the red colour of the blood vessels in your eyelids is coming through. Ooh, weird. When light passes from air to glass or water, it slows down. This causes it to change direction, and this is called refraction. Light refracts or bends more when it goes through denser materials. So light passing through water bends just a bit, but going through glass, it bends a lot because glass is more dense. That's why a spoon can look weird and broken when you put it in a glass of water. What about glasses to see? How do they work? Good question, Esther. Glasses and contact lenses correct vision by bending the light as it enters your eye. With the correct prescription, this focuses light in the right spot on the retina to make the image crisp and clear. Fact two! Where does light come from besides the sun? Ooh, good question. Can you think of some things? Stars. The moon? Yeah, but the moon only reflects the light already coming from the sun, our closest star. In fact, the reason we can see anything around us is because it's reflecting light to our eyes. Like mirrors? Not just mirrors, I mean everything. Think of it this way. When you go to bed and turn out all the lights, what can you see? Not very much. Exactly. You might be able to still see some objects in your room if the moon or a street light is shining through your window, or if there's another light in your room, like a night light. But you're still only seeing those objects because the light of the moon or the night light is reflecting off those objects. But some things do emit or send out their own light, like some animals. Oh yeah, we did an episode on deep sea creatures and one of them had a lamp on its head. That's right. And there are also other bioluminescent animals like fireflies and glowworms. There are even glowing fungi in the forest called ghost mushrooms. What about glow-in-the-dark stickers? I've got some on my ceiling. Ooh, this is an interesting one. Glow-in-the-dark stickers don't really make their own light, but they catch and store light, which they can later release. This is called phosphorescence. So, for example, you might kind of charge up your sticker by having the light on before you go to bed at night. These stickers can even absorb invisible light, like UV from the sun. Then, once you've turned off the light, those little sticker stars on your ceiling keep glowing long after. But it's not the same light as before. It's now downgraded in energy as a dim, greenish-blue light. What about glow sticks? Glow sticks are a little bit different. They're made with a chemical reaction. They contain two different chemicals and a fluorescent dye that creates the colour. These chemicals are kept separate until the tube is bent. When the vials break open, the chemicals flow together. The chemicals react, they start to glow, and the dye gives it a distinctive colour like fluoro pink or green or yellow. Oh, and here's a secret tip. If you store glow sticks in the freezer, the cold slows down the chemical reaction and the glow will last longer. Cool! What else makes light? Um, Fire? That's right. 
we can generally say that hot things make light, like a candle, a campfire, or a gas burner on the stove. When something is burning, it gives off energy in the form of both heat and light. Incandescent light bulbs have a burning filament inside, which makes the light, but they also waste a lot of energy in the form of heat. Newer LED lights still make the same amount, if not more light, but use less energy because they don't get as hot. Fact three. What colour is light? What we call the visible light spectrum is made up of the colours of the rainbow and the length of the light wave relates to a specific colour. Red has the longest wavelength and violet has the shortest. But daylight is all the colours of the rainbow mixed together as white light. Something special happens when this white light shines through a prism or prism-like droplets of rain. Is it a rainbow? Exactly. When light passes through water like mist or rain or even a sprinkler in your backyard, different wavelengths of light get refracted or bent by different amounts. This makes the white light spread out so that we see the whole spectrum of colours in a rainbow. So what about sunsets? Are sunsets a type of rainbow? Kind of, because something is causing the light to scatter so you can see certain wavelengths of colour and not others. At sunrise and sunset, the sun is low on the horizon and the sunlight has to pass through more air to reach your eyes. The short wavelength violet and blue light are scattered away, leaving the longer wavelength red, orange and yellow light, which we see as a beautiful golden red sunset. Another time the sky can look red is when a volcano erupts or there are some bushfires in the area. This effect is mostly caused by the smoke particles in the air. When there's a lot of smoke in the air, the smoke particles scatter the sunlight and they're a bit better at scattering the long wavelengths of red light, which causes the sky to appear orange or red instead of blue. This is also why sunsets look redder in places which are more polluted, as there's more particles in the air. Here's another cool fact about scattering light that you might not know. What colour eyes do you have? Hazel. The rings around my pupil are brown with a little bit of green, but the most of my eye is bluish grey. Well, did you know that blue eyes are not actually blue? What do you mean? Well, when we look at the colour of someone's eyes, we're seeing something called pigment in the iris. Brown pigment, green pigment, etc. Pigment is a substance that gives colour to tissue, for example, skin, eyes and hair colour. But blue eyes actually don't have any pigment at all. They're not actually blue, they're clear. So why do they look blue? Basically, when light hits a particular layer of cells in the iris, it scatters the light waves. Because blue travels in shorter waves, it's scattered more than the other colours, and that's the colour that we see. This also explains why sometimes blue eyes look more blue or brighter at certain times than others. This is because their colour depends on the light in the room. And what about brown eyes? In brown eyes, the iris contains high levels of a brown pigment called melanin, the same pigment found in freckles. The melanin absorbs most of the light hitting the iris, so only a darker brown colour can be seen. Fact 4! Why do we need light to see? To answer that question, I need to explain how our eyes work. Okay, so when light reflects off an object, it enters our eyes via a squishy lens as an image or picture of that object. The lens then focuses that image 
on the back of our eye. But get this, upside down. What? Yeah, so the light stimulates cells at the back of our eye and some of these cells detect colour while others detect light and dark. These cells then send a signal to our brain to tell us what we're seeing. The brain makes sense of this image, including flipping it up the right way and working out what it is that we're actually seeing. If we don't have light entering our eyes, or the light isn't bright enough, or our eyes don't focus the image properly, we aren't able to see well. Some animals, like cats or owls, which hunt in the night, or squid, which live in deep, murky waters, have bigger eyes or more sensitive light receptors in their eyes to help them see better in the dark. Some people have even invented night vision goggles, which takes some of the light that's invisible to us, like infrared light given off by people's body heat, and it turns it into light that we can see. How do we sense light with our eyes closed? Remember that the skin of your eyelids is very thin, so some light can pass through. But there's another interesting thing called an afterimage. Have you heard of that? Like with a camera flash? Exactly. If someone takes a photo of you with a flash, or if you look at a bright lamp, you might continue to see the light image for a minute or two after, even if that light isn't there anymore. This is because the cells in your eyes continue to be stimulated for a while, even after that light source has disappeared. You can ask an adult to help you look up some fun after-image illusions online. Fact 5! What about lasers? How do they work? Lasers are everywhere. They're used in printers, barcode scanners in the supermarket. They're used to cut and weld materials and even in surgery. LASER is actually an acronym that stands for Light Amplification by Stimulated Emission of Radiation. (laughs) That's why we call it a laser and not the full name. Lasers work by energising a crystal with a flash of light which charges it up to emit more photons of light which bounce back and forth between two small mirrors. This stimulates the crystal to make even more light. Eventually, so much light is made that it shoots out one end of the laser. The laser light that radiates out is a very powerful beam in which all the light waves have the same wavelength and travel smoothly next to each other in a super-focused straight line. Because laser beams are so focused and powerful, they can be harmful to your eyes. Never, ever point them at the eyes of people or animals. Some lasers are even used as industrial cutters, which can slice through steel. Other lasers are more harmless, like those found in supermarket scanners. Some lasers are even invisible. What? LiDAR sensors are commonly used in machines like self-driving cars to map out what's in front of them. At ScienceWorks, we have an exhibition where you can play and dance under invisible infrared LiDAR lasers. And every time you interrupt a beam of light, that triggers a drum sound. Cool! Try this at home! Even though it's tricky to actually grab a hold of a light beam itself, luckily there's still a lot of ways to play with light. You can block light and make shadows... You could stand in front of a light or out in the sunshine and notice how long your shadow is on the ground. Or you could try making a shadow animal with your hands. You could try bending light by using a lens to magnify something. You don't even need a magnifying glass. Just a cylindrical glass of water works fine. 
Ask your grown-up to get you a glass of water and you can put a toy behind it. Now look through the glass of water at your toy. What do you notice? Is it bigger? What happens when you put a spoon in the glass of water? How does that look? Let's try it out, Esther. Okay. Thanks, May. It's been fun, Fact Detectives. This has been another awesome episode of the Fact Detectives with me, Esther. And me, Annika. Big thanks to May Lou, who is an exhibitions experience developer at ScienceWorks. If you love finding out the facts as much as we do, and if you have a big topic you would like us to investigate, then get in touch at factdetectives at kindling.com.au. This episode of The Fact Detectives is a Kindling co-production with ScienceWorks. To find out more about the world around you, head to museumsvictoria.com.au.